Hey guys, it's your girl Robin. This is your host of Woman of Power Hour. And I want to welcome you all here today. Today is Tuesday, Mental Health Tuesday. And this day I look forward to, look forward to each and every time. And I have a special guest who I've known over the years. So she's here today. She's going to share her story. Her name is Sharika Lovelace. And yeah, this is a pre-recorded episode and you will just hear us just being ourselves on this amazing interview. Uncut. This is the raw version. Hope you guys enjoy. Please leave a comment or if you have any questions. Yeah. And have a great day. This is your girl Robin, host of Woven of Power Hour. Powerful day. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to share a little bit about us. I met Sharika back in what year we met? I don't really remember. Well, Rodney was born in 1990. So oh. I came to your grandmother's house in 1991. Okay, go ahead. You share. Go ahead. So Continue. I came as a foster child to your grandmother's house. And you and I, we just, um, you had a son as well. You had your son who was a little bit older than Ron. I think at the time he was about, uh, was he a year old? I think so. I'm not even sure if he was a year old at that time. Yeah, one I was just so happy to be in a household with another parent because I could learn something. I was a single mother at that time, a very young mother at that time as well. So I didn't know anything. I didn't have my parents in my life. Hence why I was in foster care in the beginning from the first place. So okay. when I came into your grandmother's house, I was just so happy to meet you. You were so lovely, so kind. Mm-hmm. You gave me clothes for my son, you know. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. The blessing. And we remained yeah. friends throughout the years. We lost contact for some time. Right, right. And then we reconnected over the years. And it's a blessing. Yes, it is. And at the same time, meeting Sharika, it was divine alignment. Because when I was going through my journey as well, Sharika was there to assist me and made room for me and my family to stay with her. So you never know the purpose of people coming into your life and being good, you know, trickle back to getting blessings in the same way. So it's, so amazing, but I know you have had your journey where you've had challenges and you have come to um, a breakthrough, a breakthrough where, you know, you're going to share your breakthrough with others because how many people is going through stuff and don't know how to even get to the next level to come to a breakthrough to say that, oh my God, I, I did this. I know I was stuck and you kept searching. You kept searching and you knew God guided you in the direction you needed to go. And here you are today. Yes. 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 I'm so happy that you mentioned God, because when we think about breakthroughs and we think about our struggles, our day-to-day struggles in life, if you don't have that foundation, each to each his own, but I, I really attribute my foundation to God from a very young child even I'm, I'm born, I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And then I came to New York when I was 10 years old with my mom to live with, with my mom. 
And honestly, I had that foundation from a very young child with my own grandmother, who I call Big Mama. Okay. So I remember going to church with her and things like that. But as I got older, you know, children, we are rebellious. We right. want to go out there. I'm in a new, I'm in a new part of the world. It's just so beautiful. I just want to be, I want to fit in with my siblings. I want to fit in with my peers. So I was easily influenced. And as a result of that, you actually, you make your path a little bit harder when you become disobedient to God. So I know all of my struggles that I went through with my children, with my children's fathers, not being in the right relationship, not, you know, um, doing, going after the lust pretty much, want to fulfill my own lust, want to fulfill my own flesh, and not being obedient to God and his word. Right. Because I knew that foundation, and I, did, um, I strayed away from that foundation, I hardened my path throughout the years. And not only did I harden my path, but when I became a mother, it was a trickle down effect because I was still in the world doing whatever, doing okay. what I wanted to do. Okay. So as a result of that, my children suffered. I suffered tremendously. Okay. And so, you know, God has a way, and he's so good. He has a way of nudging us to get our attention, right? First, he'll give us a little nudge. He'll give us a little nudge to get our attention, to let us know, like, you know what? Listen, I want daughter to do this or do this, son. And we don't do what we're supposed to do. Even yeah. though we hear the voices and we know what's right and wrong, you'd be so caught up with such a, so, so, so many strongholds. And That's I had right. so many strongholds on me. And the negative energies and things that other people, energy that is riding us and having us shifting in so many ways that if you're not balanced, yes, where there, you will lose yourself. So, <laughs> absolutely, and, and I and I said I lost myself. So you're absolutely right on that. I lost myself. I lost myself to the streets. In other words, to to these men that I was laying up with that had these strange spirits. That you know, the Bible tells us when we lay with certain, we're not supposed to be laying with anyone unless it's our husbands or our wives. But me, oh, this is my baby father. It's okay. I'm in this committed relationship. I'm thinking I'm doing something, you know, like, okay, well, at least I'm not out there sleeping around with multiple people, but I'm with this person in a committed relationship. But this person and I was not equally yoked from the beginning. He had no intentions of ever really marrying me, but it was okay for him to continue to give me children after children and, and babies and and me being vulnerable and want to be loved because of the because of my own insecurities and because of things I've been through in my past forced to care, not feeling adequate enough. It was so many co contributing factors that led me to the path that led me. But I just attribute everything to God because <laughs> when I, I don't want to get emotional because I know so many people and, and I'm still struggling. Don't think that it's not okay. Uh, I, since I said, you know what, I'm going to be obedient to God and everything. Let me tell you something, Robin. You see me right now? I don't know if you can really see me, but today see, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but today, no, no, I have I have on light makeup, right? Okay. I'm gonna be honest. Even God took that away from me, like the makeup and things like that. It was like, what was the purpose of that? Like now I tie my hair. I told you I want you to <laughs> start some locks in my hair, right? Because okay. I don't even plan on even braiding my hair anymore. So I said, because of the um purpose of this podcast. And let me let myself look a little bit more presentable today. <laughs>
Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, you're very welcome. And plus, I feel good as well. But right. um, getting back to reiterate into the story again, I hardened my path, Robin, so many times for disobedience, and my children suffer. And and when the Bible tells us that these curses and these generational curses, and they'll go down from lineage to lineage to so many of our children, our grandchildren, things like that. It's very true. I've witnessed this. I had an addiction since the time I was 17 years old to gambling. I had an addiction to food because in different foster homes and because before I got with your grandmother, I was already in group homes and several different foster homes. Okay. And everybody wasn't like your grandmother. Everybody wasn't warm. Everybody wasn't kind. You know, everybody, some, some of them, unfortunately, and it's sad to say, was just only there for the paycheck you know to get these children because it's a paycheck and so right as a child you could feel that with your grandmother i never missed a meal neither did my son she fed us she showed love she was welcoming like as a child you remember who was good to you and who was not good to you it stays with you for life okay this person was good to me your grandmother was indeed very good to me but then on the opposite end I also had other homes that I had been in. And they weren't good. The service was I was deprived food. It was just so, it was just no love there. So that started an eating addiction for me. Okay. I used to like horrible food, thinking I'm like, I'm not going to get an eat away mind. I say my feelings, eat away my pain, eat away food is comforting, you know? Right, right, right. So as I ate, that, that opened the door for other things. That opened the door for gestational diabetes when I became pregnant to get uh, um, to, for it to turn over to diabetes too. Wow. And then I just continued to just spiral out of control. I had an addiction to marijuana. I met a, a guy. I started smoking weed in my 30s. I, I recall my mom saying to me, she said, Sharika, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, girl? You really wait till you get 30 years old to try to start smoking weed now? <laughs> so that's something you're supposed to do in your teenage years. And you smoke weed now? And I was like, well, yeah, I wanted to try it, and I tried it, and I like it. And that thing kept a stronghold on me until I'm 48 now, literally, to this year. This year. I had to I had to really plead the blood of Jesus and ask God, please take these things out of my life. Take these addictions out of my life. It's so pretty. So it's really, really, really so messed up. Even my thinking, like staying in a relationship with a man that was completely dysfunctional. Our relationship was like he did not build, he did not pour into me. He, if anything, he took away from me. And um, and I was asking myself, why did I stay so long? But you know what? As when you have children and your children and you start seeing them repeat the same pattern as you, mm-hmm. you become more aware. It's like you you almost got a like reflection on yourself. And so as you try to parent those children and tell them, listen, I did such and such. I don't want you to go down the same road as me. If I could save you some heartache and some pain by you just listening to me, that's what, exactly what I would do. 
But of course, like me, they're stubborn. They want to learn for themselves. Well, mommy, how could you tell me this? And how could you tell me that when you did so-and-so? Right, right. I often learned that we could tell our children things, That's but right. more than likely, they're going to repeat what they see, not really what they hear. Yeah, they, the behavior is going to be repeated, and then the cycle continues. I'm, right. I'm so grateful that God has me in the place that he has me right now, because um, hadn't I went through the things I went through, as a result, my, uh, my son, I had have, I have six children, and one of my children... He got, he became a diabetic as well, because like I said, I had a food addiction. I'm someone who liked to feed people. And because of that Southern hospitality that we got, we, you know, you come over for a Sunday dinner and it's just welcoming to have friends and people around. Right. So that, that attributes to him becoming a diabetic. I'm making seven course meals and it's not just for Sunday. It's, it's, it's oh, on Monday, it's on Tuesday, and then the sixth course meal on, on Wednesday, like, because I just wanted, I was lacking so many things in my life, Robin. Wow. And as a result of that, he became a diabetic. They diagnosed him. He got diagnosed pretty much, um, within two years, he got diagnosed with diabetes. Within two years, he died. His wow. diabetes was, he could not ever get it under control. It became diabetes, ketoacidosis, wow. where everything, he started, he began to lose rapid amount of weight. So I said, okay, we're going to try to change how we eat here. I'm going to try to change. Even one time I said, let's go vegan. Children was pescatarian. He said, mom, when you're so used to eating, a certain way, it's almost like your body craves these unhealthy foods and things. And this was happened to my son. And every single month he was in the hospital, in the ICU. EMS was called to my house so many times. You know, it, it got to the point where they got so familiarized with my apartment. And when they come in, they say, oh, buddy, you again? They're looking at my son laying, you know, on the couch. Oh, you again? You got to cut this out because you, you're going to die. You're going to die. And I remember repeating the same thing to myself. You're going to die. You're going to die. You better stop this. As I look back now, I realize, you know, we know there's life and death in the tongue. That's right. That's right. That's right. I didn't, I didn't prophesize and speak over his life. I spoke negativity. You're going to die. You're so hearing from the, from these EMS. So it's like, even to say, you know what the disease causes and you know, it's death. So they're coming every time you're hearing this so it's come like a natural thing to you you're just saying that not you know you know not knowing i'm also aiding that feeding yes, that. i'm planting that seed of negativity mm -hmm. in his mind and i didn't even know it took him dying for me to really realize all of my mistakes and said you know what I didn't speak life into him. Even though I was trying, I tried to change our dietary needs. Even me, myself, I lost weight. I started becoming more healthier. And I was thinking he was going to follow suit. We said, okay, when well, mommy's on board, and, you know, if, if it's not in the home, home, then they really can't eat it. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to even purchase these unhealthy foods no more. I'm not going to purchase these snacks and these chips and these cookies and all this stuff. And these, I don't really drink soda, but 
I was a big um, juice drinker. And people think just because it's juice, it's more healthier. Yeah, it has a lot of health benefits to it, but it's also loaded with a lot of sugar as well. Mm -hmm. And for a diabetic, you know, we, we have to really watch our sugar intake, our carbohydrates, our starch, even our salt intake. So right. once you train like this, he was 24 years old when he died. He got diagnosed when he was 22. Wow. That was already embedded in him. So it was hard to break it. It was hard to break it. And then ultimately he wind up dying. He wind up catching pneumonia in his lungs and he wind up dying. And um, prior to him dying, my mother had just died a few years back. And um, I tell you, when God, when God chastised us, right? And he loved us so much. He just want us to be in full submission to oh, him. Yes. But we, we hear it and we know it sometimes and we can recognize it, but these strongholds and these, these negative forces. And when he said we fight against principalities and, and, and things of the unknown and it's a spiritual warfare going warfare. on. That's right. That's right. It's truly it's a true. spiritual warfare going on. We see in the Bible unfold right. before our face. And, and um, this is the time, like, I plead with anyone in the sound of my voice to really, really give God a try. For those who don't know him, give him a try. I have a nine-year-old. And my nine-year-old said to me, how do you know that God is real? And I said to him, I know he's real because I tried him for myself. He said, but you see here, is that he's so inquisitive. He asked me so many questions pertaining to God and stuff because he has this game that he was playing. It was called Cuphead. Okay, you know, you go, you take, you get your children a, a, a gaming system, you let them play. And he um he basically um got the game called Cuphead. And one day he's like, mommy, do you want to play this game with me? I said, come on, let's play. I'm going to beat you. Let's go. We're going to get it. I'm going to beat you. So I'm playing with him. But when I noticed the, what the game consists of, Robin, this game is basically, <laughs> this game is demonic. We got to keep our children covered. That's right. We got to keep them covered in prayer. We got to keep them, we really got to keep them covered. And they got to see us. They really, really got to see us doing something different. Because let me tell you something. I, I used to give a lot of lip service. I would talk about God because I knew about the foundation. But I wasn't living in accordance. Like some people say, are you a practicing Christian? Like, what do that mean? Like, if you say you're a Christian, then you can't continue to do the same thing that the world is doing and expect the different results. Like, that's insanity right there. So you got to, you really got to know what, as strange as it may be, because when God was speaking to me, he was telling me, I'm going to remove a lot of people out of your life. If you want to be in full submission to me, if you want to walk this walk truly, you're going to have to stop listening to that circular music that you're listening to. You're going to have to stop dressing that, that way that it's productive and what, it, what message are you really sending out there? And then you have daughters that's looking at you and thinking that's okay as well. You have other people that watch you too. You know, they look at you that you don't even know. The people from the outside can look at you and they can judge you and they can think so many different things about you. But what image do you want to send out there? What image do you really want people to see when they see you? When they see me, especially people that knows me, I want them to see the transformation. Amen. And so my son said to me, mommy, when I told him he can't play the game anymore, 
because I realized the game is about the devil. The devil's actually in the game. You have to like pretty much beat the devil in this game. And they have these little characters that look like Medusa with the head, with the um, worms or um, snakes on the head. It's so many hidden and secret messages that's trying to attack our children and, and trying to plant seeds in our children's mind that we have to. If you if you if you love your children, if you really really love your children, you want the best for them. You're going to want to plant that foundation, and you're going to want to live it for them as well, so they can see and they can follow suit. And you know, it tell, the Bible tells us that we train our children in the direction we want them to go and grow. That's right. That's right. So, I had all these things. A no good man, you know, who had his own drug addiction going on wow and his was stronger than mine and then as a result when God first tapped me on my shoulders and said daughter wake up with my mom dying I still didn't listen then when my son died I'm still in the same relationship I'm still not listening I'm telling my children you know God want this and God want that but here I am not married shacking up with this man living with this man. And I was like, okay, well, in the eyes of the common law, we've been together 12 years. We, we, we're, legal, we, we're not legally married, but we're married. New York State, I think they recognize. You know, I, I would tell myself anything to justify my sin. <laughs> they try to make myself feel better. Oh, well, at least you're not out there sleeping with other men. At least you've been in monogamous relationships. No, God still doesn't want that from us. He, he, he wants full submission. And right now, as you see this world unfolding, we have to get on board if we really want to be saved. We have to encourage one another in prayer. That's right. That's, right. That's why James 5, 6 tells us to pretty much confess our sins to one another. That's right. You know, and, um, and pray for one another. And so I used to be ashamed of a lot of things. I was like, you know what? I got this weed addiction. And as a result of my weed addiction, I started in my 30s. I had children already. My daughter used to basically, when she, she would come in the room and she seen I was smoking, she would literally cry because she was so scared. She'd never seen, the, you know, you never seen me do this stuff before. So this is all new to the children. And they seeing this and they, she would cry to me and she would say, mommy, I don't want you doing that. You're going to get cancer. And I'm telling her, girl, get out my face. I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm okay. I said, and then here I go. Here's another justification. This is from the earth. This is natural. <laughs> this is this. It's so much better than what these other people are doing. These are these other people out here using hard drugs, smoking crack, doing this. Your mama ain't doing that. I'm just smoking weed. But you know what happened as of that? All of my children, with the exception of my, of course, nine-year-old, because he was way, he wasn't even born at that time, started smoking as they became teenagers, as they became older. And then my son, my oldest son, he pretty much, he took it a step further and got introduced to the wrong crowd and, and started smoking crystal meth. Wow. And to this day, that addiction still has him. And it's, 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 it's hard to see your child like that. Like my child, anybody know about crystal meth? They bug out in their mind. Their mind is unstable, especially when they're under the influence. They they become like schizophrenic, hearing voices, things and that. So it's a trickle effect of so many things 
that the devil pour onto us. And, and we really do give the devil sometimes too much credit because we, we block our own blessings. Say it again. Say it. And, and as you mentioned before about the scripture, raising your child the way they should go. But if you didn't get those, the seed wasn't planted in you with knowing the Bible, knowing the word and knowing what we, you ought to do, look at you now, your transformation, you know, you, you were still fighting it, but you were still trying it. You didn't, you didn't say, oh, I gave up on God. You didn't give up on him. And what you call it? Cause you know when you needed him most. And when we get laps and want to be our own selves, <laughs> being in the world. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You, it's going to be some things that God is going to require out of us that's going to seem strange to certain people. And, and but, but honestly, if you just look at it as this is my walk, this is my journey. It's okay. like, um, let me tell you something. I told my daughters now, I used to always, I had a, um, my children's father. I have different, several different baby fathers, which is very shameful. I'm happy that none of no, my children- No, no, excuse me. I have the same- several you know different baby father and we're we cannot be ashamed because god those children we had to get them no matter what they was coming mm -hmm. into this world either with the crook or the hook however god had to do it he gonna connect that spirit so those kids could be born so don't ever feel that way because how many people you know have those challenges and unfortunately it happened you it know, does. and it's, we've been blessed. We've been blessed. To, they to, are to, indeed to, a blessing. Bring they the blessing are indeed the a world. blessing. Mm -hmm. Especially when so many women are barren or having difficulty exactly. or families it, 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 or right. couples, are, you know, having difficulty giving birth or having children or conceiving, even conceiving for the matter. So indeed there are blessings, but there are blessings that, um, that we are obligated to lead in the right path in the right direction. And if, if mama and daddy's messed up, excuse me, then who's gonna lead these children in the right direction? And so uh, I, that's where my shortcoming came in at. Cause I gave a lot of lip service and I would tell my children about God. Listen, I didn't name my children biblical names and things like that and prayed over them and took them to church throughout the years on and off sometimes. But when you're really with somebody that you're unequally yoked, like even spiritually, like even from different religions, it's really, really difficult. I was with a Muslim man. I was Christian. He was Muslim. My children suffered as a result of that too. Like um, they would take things sometimes with their left hand. We know that um, Muslims, they usually wash with the left hand. They feel that, you know, the left hand, you eat with your right hand. But my children would just take something with the left hand because um, whatever, it just came naturally to them. They would get punished for these things. And it was little certain things. And then it's the fact of, okay, should they go to the mosque? It was an argument in the home. It was so many different things in the home arguments because he wants to have them in the mosque. He wants them to be praying five times a day. He wants, he's still trying to convince me to convert to Islam. And I, because of that foundation, I can never deny Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was a sinner and I'm, I'm broken. And with so many other things, but I couldn't just, I could not deny Jesus Christ. So I had to get out of that relationship. But when you're broken and you're hurt, you just tend to attract the same thing. Again, the pattern repeat itself continually. Like attract like. Yes. Like attract. Well, this is 
the love of, love of attraction, you know, manifestation. Yes. So it's, and all of those are so important for us to, to know because many people feel your mindset and it's too, it leads with your mindset because you're broken. You're going to repeat the things, childhood traumas that cause many of us to be in this, you know, path and having challenges with breakthroughs. If you don't address those childhood trauma, you'll keep on repeating the same things over and over again. So it's, it's a blessing to get a breakthrough because everyone don't ever get to that point in their life. It's true. But I, I, feel, I feel the path of my breakthrough, like me becoming obedient, is God tapping me on the shoulder to the fact that he started hitting me upside the head. Like, listen, oh. pay attention. <laughs> I, I need you to pay attention right now. Yeah. I got some things for you doing. You don't see what's happening around you. That's mm -hmm. why when you see your children start doing, repeating your same behavior, and you know, like, okay, okay, they were like my for my from for instance, one of my daughters got with a guy that I really didn't approve of. And I'm trying to tell her, listen, save yourself. Your body is so whole, your body is your temple. But here it is, mama, you up here laying up with this man. How are you gonna tell me to save myself, but you laying up with this man? Like it doesn't work that way. It it, it doesn't it, it doesn't equal. And so they're gonna, they they they're not gonna listen. They're not, you know, they're gonna try, but it's, it's very, very difficult. So God had me to the point, like, you know what? I'm going to get your attention because I said, okay, God, please keep, keep using me. Keep, don't, don't, don't take your hand off of me. I, I know this and that. And I oftentimes cry out to him, oh, God, please make the way and this and that. Okay, so this is what I need from you to do. I need you to fast. I need you to get rid of this man. I need you to start walking in accordance to how you say you want to feel difficult because you, you you got these strongholds on you and you don't know because it's a lot of stuff like you said. It's a lot of childhood. A lot of us adults don't seek help because it's a stigma. What I could. That's right. To seeing a therapist, getting a therapist. Your mic is 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 off. <laughs> I'm sorry. How did that happen? No, it, just, no, it just went off when you. I think when you switched position, it went on. But yeah, therapists like 2015, I went to see a therapist because I suffered, used to suffer with mild depression, and I didn't know I had this like, and it paralyzed me because of all the things I in my childhood be molested and things like that you feel so ashamed to even talk to anybody about anything and people judge you and they they blame you like if it was me that could have never happened to me like shut the fuck shut your mm -hmm. ass like yeah. it ain't you that's why it ain't you yeah it's so true we all got our own things we have to that we are our life is already written all we be doing is going through it and at the time, you know, the stigma of, of talking to someone, but talking to someone help you to get clarity of what you don't even know. Sometimes we're doing things thinking, oh, if you move, life is going to get better if you do this. Sometimes you're going to repeat the same shit wherever you move to. If you, yes. that, if you don't fix yourself. That's right. What's the purpose? <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. If you're broken already, no matter where you go to in this world, you're going to continue the same behavior, those same things that, what you call it, it's going to happen. Like you had said early when we spoke, you make two steps forward and you get knocked down 10, 10, yes. 10 steps. Yes, yes. And then, you know, what we often do, we start analyzing, thinking it's people around us and what's happening, this negative energy, or they praying on our downfall, this and that. But uh, the whole time, it's right here. It's us. A lot of times we give people and the devil too much credit for mm -hmm. things that's happening in our life. And yet you do have some evil, dubious people out there that's preying on people. But honestly, in, in my situation, I really didn't encounter like people like if, if they were, God never let, let me see them. And let, I, I really didn't know if they really truly were like preying on my downfall. I know right. I was blocking my own blessing. I know from me, like just being disobedient, I was blocking my own blessing. And then when I see my children going down that path, I said, please God, like wh whatever you need to do, do it. At this point, I'm so broken. Whatever you need to do to get me right, do it. I used to be so focused of like, okay, I wanna get married one day. And I do, I truly do wanna get married one day. And, but honestly, it's no one, my focus is not there anymore. Now my focus is on God. So if it happened for me, it happened for me. If it don't, I'm gonna be content in that as well. I know one thing, I would never live with another man in my life and, and he would never know me in no type of way sexually again. Like that's it, I'm practicing abstinence. And, and at that point, it's nothing and no one can else do. Like I still got the, you know, children father in my ear saying this and that. And listen, he promised me the world. Oh, uh, honestly, financially, so many things has went wrong for me financially. I'm in the projects. I've been here for far too long. You know, anybody know about NYCHA, they take a long time to fix and do the repairs. And then sometimes they say they come and do the repairs and haven't even showed up at your door. To the point I said, let me get a ring doorbell. So, you know, pretty much I can know if they really come or not because they, oh, we, we came at this such and such a day. Well, how did you come at such and such a day with someone that was in the house and they tried to knock hard? Oh yes, we knocked hard. It was just so many things that I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm not gonna keep continuing to go through this. And then God told me, I had you there and I, I had you in that situation so you can learn. You put yourself there in that situation, but through it all, if you wasn't tested, you wouldn't be able to give a testimony. That's right, that's right. So, that's right. I'm, I'm grateful. That's right. I'm, I'm 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 grateful for it. I'm grateful for the whole entire thing. Um, right now, I, I'm needing my my children to really come in alignment with me, like for for me to see certain things, like so they can see certain things. But it starts at home with Mama first and Daddy That's right. first. That's right. That's right. And, and hopefully, because this world, <laughs> this world is ruthless. This world is wicked. This world has so many things. I was telling my son, like, listen to my night. <laughs> yes. Hey, what, Robin? For real. Chew you up and spit you out. Leave you to the wolves. Okay? Leave you to the wolves. Robin, I have come I have contemplated suicide so many times in my life. And um, when my mom died. When my mother died. I literally, my mother came up here from Tennessee to visit me and died two weeks in my apartment. She she was already sick already and she died two weeks. And um, honestly, 
the devil, that same day I, I was at the hospital with my mother, I come home from the hospital, I'm, I'm washing my dishes and trying to prepare something to eat. And a voice in my head was like, it was her voice telling me, well, you know what, Sharika, if you want to be with me, all you need to do is go on top of the roof and, and throw yourself off the roof. Now I live in the projects, I'm in 20 something floors. And I was like, okay, all right. I, but I had to recognize, I said, you know what? That's the devil. Why would, my mother would never say nothing to me. And I had to recognize the voice of the devil because he's, once he gets in your mind, it's so many seeds planted and tricks planted and this and this and that. And I was like, you know what? That's nothing but the devil. And I just started rebuking the devil in the blood of Jesus. And I, I was crying and I was crying in my kitchen and the kids, they came in and you okay, mommy? Yeah, baby, I'm okay, whatever like that. And I, I told them what's happening because of so many people be so embarrassed. And that lets me really being depressed for so long. Like I, I always like, I had my issue feel, feeling I wasn't good enough. I had my issue because of this. You can, you know what, let me tell you something too. You can go on these social media sites and you can start, sometimes they do more harm than good. We have a lot of these social media sites, we have them to connect with people, to see how other people's lives are doing it and just connect with, you know, for whatever reason you have it, you had it. For me, I, I keep my Facebook, even though I'm not on it as actively anymore, because it was really messing with my mental health. As far as you go there, you go on there and you see everybody just living their best life. And you start comparing yourself to them and your own inadequacies and self-esteem issue and how this is working out for them and this is that, but what's, what am I doing? But you know what you're doing. It's a lot of things you're not doing. And even if you could be doing what God wants you to do, sometimes it's just not your time yet. It's not it's your right. season I, yet. There you, yes, 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 yes. And I, I didn't understand that for the longest because I was like, okay, God, I'm a good person. I'm kind, I'm this, I'm that. And I, why is these things not aligned? Bless you. Thank you. But you know what, not to say you're saying, all you know you're seeing them like when god has to bless us and god know right when the blessing is gonna come if you're not in your right mind if he bless you what the hell are you gonna do with the blessing you don't even know exactly you'll you just you'll mess that shit up <laughs> you'll be like right where you at so it's like Every season, like you said, every season, everybody have their time and their season. That's why, social media don't ever rock me in that fashion. I I don't scroll to see, I scroll it for me on purpose and then I ain't thinking about nobody else. Right, 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 right. Because it's like, mm -mm, some people are faking it too. So imagine that fakeness coming to your poor spirit. Now you you home, you hum, the disorder is endless. You don't know which one you got because, and then people going to label you and tell you, oh, I think you got depression or I think you got this, like they're the psychiatrist or the, the psychologist or a doctor. And you're, and then some of us snatch onto what the people are telling us that is we're going through. Mm -hmm. Now you added some next shit that you never had into your, <laughs> on your journey. Like it's true. It's very, very true. And honestly, when you're laying with these people or laying with for, for with these men, 
that you're not, you know, supposed to be laying with. You catch those spirits. You have your own little demons already, your spirits already. And then you catch those spirits of those men. It says sometimes seven times more. And honestly, you don't know who they was with before they got with you. And, and you may be being faithful to that person. And I honestly, I used to attribute myself like, you know what? I'm this, I'm that, I'm faithful, da, da, da. Like he got, he really got a real good catch. Why he can't see it? Da, 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 da. Why he can't see it? Like why he doesn't honor me? Like what is my worth? But dealing with depression, dealing with dysfunction coming up, taking those childhood issues into adulthood, never getting no help for those childhood issues, receiving any help for them. What, what is gonna ultimately be the outcome? It's gonna be brokenness all, all through the board. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna go down on you, your children, even your grandchildren, you know, and then the generational things just keep on happening and occurring. So I ask God for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And he imparted that to me. And he gave me a keen sense of discernment. And when I look at it, I said, God, thank you. Because everybody's not the same. You know, what What? What may break me may not break you. That's and things like that. And I was like, because right. the molestation, the rapes, I've been through that several different foster homes, older men. I was a young girl. And, and you know, and I, it was so crazy because these, these guys, sometimes they don't even care. They don't care how old you are. You know, they don't, they don't care how old you are, honestly. Like, I, my first sexual act was when I was 13 years old, like, on my own. But other than that, it was foster home, being molested at six years old with, with, with one of my mother friends. And I just recall, it's so crazy. I had blocked it out my mind for so many years. I didn't even know that was possible. So one day my mother was, she had said the man's name and she was recalling something. I was like, He's not good. He used to molest me when I was five years old. He used to be having sex with me, doing things to me. And it's like, whoa. And I have, it's, it came back to me. I had forgotten about that particular man because throughout the years it was other people, other men and this and that who was preying on a young girl. My mom had her own issues. That's why we was in foster care, this and that. And when I think about it, like my children suffered as well. I was in a domestic violence relationship with their with, with my um children father. One of them lost pretty much lost my children and took care because of that. And and they suffered in, in foster care. They also got you know molested and things happened to them and abused and broken wrists and you know um, malnourished and homes were shut down foster mother's home was shut down when it, when we started finding out what was going on like it was just so many different things so if we could save ourselves some of this heartache that we put on ourselves and um why not do that why not walk <laughs> and then you know whatever god has for you is always going to be good that's right it's just it's just always going to be good like why not want that goodness why are you depriving yourself from that goodness of what he has for you? And it's, it's so many psychological things that play into factor of why we ourselves, we limit ourselves. Sometimes we operate in fear. We operate in a, 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 a unworthiness. 
It's so many things. If you got a man and a, a spouse that's not pointing to you and he's definitely speaking negative, like he didn't physically, well, one did physically abuse me, but one didn't physically, he just verbally abused me. So sometimes words hurt harder than a punch or a hit or a slap. That's right. I, I used to say, I'd rather you slap me for that because I was so broken. I was so used <laughs> to dysfunction. Slap me and get it out the way then for that because I was just so broken. And I was like, you know what? This something got to change here. When I started seeing my daughter start dating and the type of men that they was dating attracted to the bad boys. And I was like, why, why, why are y'all so attracted to the bad boys? Why, us, why do a lot of us girls get attracted to these bad boys? It's something about their spirit that we're so attracted to. Oh, they're this, they're that, they're cocky. Man, listen. If you, <laughs> no, but, no, thank you. I'm good now. I'm good. It took me to learn this now. No, but that's the whole thing. When we learn our self-worth and know our value, and when you look, it's, you know, some people feel they're not valuable. But if you go back and do your inventory on your life and see all that you have gained throughout life, yes. you have a lot. You have a lot of value. So how are you going to let someone devalue you in way? But at the same time, for those who don't know, it do come. Because God, go, like you say, he's, he starts slapping you upside your head. Because he, yo, I have my share of beat, beating. And I know when he be he beat, he beat. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. God's going to do whatever he has to do to make you be, or you just live the same way for the rest of your life. Okay. You just continue to live the same way until you decide or whatever, some miracle happens or some unknown force happens that if you say, you know what? I, I'm no longer going to continue to repeat the same behavior. I honestly, um, I'm just happy that it, it didn't take me dying for, you know, because especially when COVID was happening, when COVID was happening in 2020, I used to be an EMT many years ago. And I remember at the time the governor was saying he was going to um, pretty much reinstate people licenses. So they can go back and they can work the nurses, the old nurses who have retired. He was going to go back and reinstate their license so they can pretty much go and um, be on the front lines, be in the hospital, pick up patients, this and that, so they can work. And I started seeing all these different things. And I said, you know what, God? Like, it's just now, honestly, this year, I, didn't, I never caught COVID, thank God. But then I, I caught it this year. I didn't catch it back then when everybody else was catching it and pretty much really dying from it. Like, right. um, I didn't catch it back then, but I caught it this year. I caught it a couple of months ago, but okay. I had already been fully vaccinated because I think because I'm a diabetic as well. Okay. If I hadn't got the vaccination, it probably would have been a little bit more worse, even though I'm going to be real with you. I'm the first one to say, oh, this is a conspiracy theory. What are, what are they doing to us? What is this government doing? This is the, you know, we know the devil operates in this world. So um, honestly, my mind, like, okay, what exactly is happening? There's so many things of this unknown when this virus came out that we didn't know about. And then the cure came out so quickly, it made us even more suspicious. And that's like, we're not going to be um, giving ourselves these shots if this is not. Only reason why, one time, I'm kidding you, not no lie, Robin. I'm sitting there and I take my children to the zoo 
And um, they told us, they said, well, after the certain days, I think it was like September of last year, the zoo is no longer going to be open unless you're fully vaccinated, you know, unless you sell your vaccination card. And I'm saying to myself, the zoo is not a closed confinement. You know, it's open air. Like, okay, you could get away six That's feet right. away from the next person. Like, why, why are they doing that? But I really want to go. And then God just spoke to me. So, okay, you say you have faith. I mean, we just have faith right now. I need you to just have faith. And I said, okay, all right, God, I said, I'm going to have faith that everything is going to work out in my favor for my betterment. And I went and I took the vaccination. So when I got the COVID this year, I mean, it played this little role on me, but it didn't do like other people, um, like how I see other people was. And I, I'm still a diabetic that was still uncontrolled. And so many other things, health issues, anemic and all this other things. I was like, okay, I'm still here though. I'm still here, you know? And, and so many people in my surrounding projects, they even died. You don't see the same people. When we had our little block party or they had the um, gathering for the block, you know, to, to come together. You see so many people missing, like, oh, because COVID and things like that. My son died in 2020, but he didn't die from COVID, but he died from his diabetes, not being under control, and the pneumonia. But all these little things are played a factor. And I'm just so grateful. So I had to start, I had to keep reminding myself, I need to operate in the spirit of gratefulness, of humbleness. I know this is not how I like it to be. This is not how I want it to be. But guess what? You look at somebody else's life or somebody else's story and, and, and you say, oh, well, mine was not that bad. You know, why am I always complaining? And, and, and when you complain so much, that's just harping and bringing so much negative energy back into you in this universe. Yep. I realized, you know, I can't keep living in the spirit like that. And I got to cut ties with some of the very people I love. I, I love these people, but he has me loving them from a distance. Feed them <laughs> in with the long spoon now. And I'm going to, he, I, that had to happen in my life as well. For me to move forward, Holy Spirit was like, you have to let everybody go even my own family, they wasn't treating me right anyway. And I was like, are you serious? He was like, yes, everybody. Yes, yes. And I want you to call and I'm happier, happier. Yes, happy. yes, 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 yes. You know, yes. so it's like, you know, when, and, and if, but before COVID, I already was, God already was pushing me in my, in my house. He was pushing me like every time you go out, you know, then the homeschool 2015, I'm homeschooling from then I started. So when COVID came, it was like when everybody panicking, I'm like, oh, what's going on? What, right. happened? <laughs> what happened to y'all? So you already took the steps to homeschool your son. Exactly. So it didn't, you know, those things didn't even mentally affect you to say, oh, you're locked in the house. Like what? I was like, right. At least I was like, damn, at least I had a good life. <laughs> so if this is what you call it, if this is what this is what the hand that I'm we're being dealt with. Yes. That's okay. I ain't missing the club. I ain't missing this. I ain't missing that. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm good. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So 
God is going to do what he has to do. And if he, if he wasn't present spirit, many of us couldn't have got through it. Could not have got through it. Yes. Because That's what I say. only God for me, only <laughs> God for me, only God for me. I tell you, I was gambling since I was 17 years old. I was in a group home in Brooklyn. <laughs> the group home was on Hegeman. I remember it was in Brooklyn. So it was an all girls group home. And um, because I always had somewhere of a little, little body and, and, you know, men was attracted to me. The owner of the store used to let me come in there and play the little slot machine thing. Wow. He knew I was from that group home. He, wow. know, you know, you had, he knew you had to be 18 years old to gamble, but he turned a blind eye and, and I, I gambled. And the funny thing is, right after I left your grandmother's house, I went to a lady's house that was an avid gambler and wow. sent us to the number hole, things like that. I, that's when I really started learning about numbers and playing numbers and all this stuff. And we go to the number hole, we put some money on her numbers and how to play it this way. Things, right? Yeah. The okay. addiction for weed started in my 30s and just ended. Wow. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. No, no, no. It was, it came back on. It, it was going in and out, but it came back. No, no, no. Oh, now, did you turn it I can't it back? hear you. What? No, I can't hear you, but. <laughs> you hear me I don't now? know what's going on, Robin. No, but you know what? It's unmute. No, I can hear you. You can't hear me? What the? Well, you know what, Robin? We gonna end my, it. My, listen, can Part you hear two. me? Yeah. We're gonna do this again. Part again. Two. Yes, I love you, sister. I love you. Thank you so I much love you. for being here. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. And I, I'll do what you call it. To, I'm gonna call you because I went to the place. Okay, okay. All right. Anyway, guys, I want to say thank you for listening. And yeah, the interview was cut short because we was having some technical difficulties. But this interview will be continue, continued, excuse me, and we will have part two. Thank you for listening. And this is your girl, Robin, host of Woman of Power Hour. See you next Tuesday. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Bye-bye for now. Hey guys, it's your girl Robin. Woman of Power, Woman of Power Hour podcast. It's Mental Health Tuesday and you already know I'm a wig designer, YouTuber, influencer, content creator, Reiki practitioner, and many, many more. And I'm also an educator. I specialize in customized wigs and hair loss. I enjoy sharing my experience suffering from mild depression. And throughout my adult years, when I came and 
got diagnosed, and then I took swift action in self-development. Also, I did therapy, but it was very short and brief. But I continued to do self-development over the years and working on myself in such a dramatic way to help myself overcome the triggers and also help myself to be stronger. Because at times, you do get better. I don't want to self-medicate or to be medicated by any doctor to deal with this disease. While working on myself, I've gained a lot, seen a lot of things, and came upon myself to identify the triggers. So when these triggers are visible or not visible, I am able to put myself back on balance when I'm off balance because sometimes triggers can last for a long time but if you identify it early you'll be able to have a grip on whatever disease you may be facing with and having the clarity of knowing the signs and things that causing you to fall into that depression, you're able to keep yourself afloat, balance, and save yourself from destruction. Mental Health Tuesday is significant to me because it helped to highlight conversation and stories that many may not have the chance or have the, the ability to share. And this mental health go a long way. And I'm going to tap on the Tyler Nicholson death of how police brutality in America is now going beyond disrespect. This has to stop. To see police officers who is driving around looking for trouble and to bring hate shame, bullying, in so many different ways to attack someone who have not caused or ring the alarm for any interaction with that person. But to see these five officers brag beat, torture another human being and think it was okay to speak about what they have done, you know, and what how they dealt with him. It's on any words that I can even try to express. This is going on for too long. And everybody may shine a light on it for a temporary moment, but these conditions continue to be consistent in black communities. When are we the people who is paying these large sediment out? Our tax dollars are paying for these settlements for these families 
who have gone through such pain. Breonna Taylor, Floyd, and I can go on and on and on. But going on, is that going to change anything? It is not okay for black or white or anyone to be tortured, bully in any way, shape, or form. From the police department, law enforcement, to the EMT, and everybody who is contributing and thinking this is okay. America is a shameful country that allow police brutality to continue highlighting and being in the forefront of nations seeing what these blue collars, white collars are doing to our children. It is sad, like I'm I'm quoting like Whoopi Goldberg said a white mother is not seeing the situation the same way a black mother seeing and experiencing their child being brutalized and murdered in the hands of police officers. And I like what she said. Until you feel that pain, you will never understand why moms of African American are so outraged and people are so outraged. But these things just take moments and then they die down and there are no more speculations until another situation occur and then here go the alarm being highlighted. Like the civil rights attorney Barry stated, this investigation here, this tragedy is the first of the blueprint that these investigators bring to the table and state in that they have to investigate before they can take any sort of action. And he said within five days they fired, charged, and did what they had to do with these five officers. And there was other individuals that wasn't revealed such as the lieutenant and the EMT crew who did not do their job in saving a life. And where they did not even brought any charges up because this man was white? America, answer this question. Why you all, government officials... Who choose to do nothing. 
Because if you guys want to have a change rapidly, y'all could do anything to make this change happen and everyone be treated equally. And I'm so glad that the civil rights attorney, Barry, stated that this blueprint that you guys showed how fast you can make a decision and investigate a case without taking years. You did it within five days. So we don't want to hear or we should not hear any more of these things happening. Because regardless of having a blueprint say, stating that, oh, our investigation will be will move swiftly, you're saying there is more room available for errors, more room available for bullying, more room available for murder. We are not animals. And this has to stop. And it begins with the top. If you have police officers and police departments throughout the country have secretive society that is that have been spread throughout the country at different police department where these jump off boys, the scorpions, who who believes or who intention is to kill, steal, and to destroy. Can't you see what is going on? So are you guys really serious about the human being on this earth? Because if police is here for to protect and secure the community, why are you guys the number one offenders in the communities that is harming our children? That meaning that police officers that's on the watch, that's watching and, and supposed to be securing communities, and wanting the communities to trust them to come in and protect and serve. It's not doing their part. The question is, what's going on with your mental health? What is going on inside of that mind to make you feel that you guys going to be patrolling, looking for your next victim to bully, murder, and harm? What is it? Mental health is very serious. We're having people in this society amongst us walking around with their ill will intention to steal, kill, and to destroy. It is not okay. Many of us who have children, I have sons myself. And look how divine have aligned me with a topic that I have experienced for my own self, mental health, that how it comes to highlight in this tragic murder that these officers 
that don't have no respect or discipline for themselves because they know every footage of their actions is being recorded and they still proceed and did the action. Nothing in their right mind told them, stop. Nothing. They did it until they, they kept beating, abusing, bullying, until they felt fit and right to say it is finished. And for EMT to show up and to feel that it's okay to not render this human being the service and the aid and the help they need at that critical moment of their life. These officers choose to beat someone to unrecognition. That is intentional. How did these officers wake up to say that they're going in to work, to service, and to kill, steal, and to destroy? We cannot sit in a blind eye and feel that it's okay. It could happen to you, 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 or anybody of color. We have to do better as a nation. Mental health is not a joke. And you see these organizations that feel having someone work a 12 a 12 hour tour and then doing a double. Are you mad? Think about it. How disrupted and uncomfortable one is when you are sleep deprived. Even if you believe that you are there, what mental health training do they have for officers, for for people of service? What type of mental health training do you have for nurses, doctors, for all of us who do 12 hours shift and more, doubles, who are doing doubles and working hard, not in a mental capacity, you guys feel it's okay. It is not okay because now police officers are taking lives into their own hands and making critical decisions to kill, steal, and to destroy. Because now you took away a, a, a child from their mother. You took away a mother's child. You take away a father, a husband, a uncle, a cousin, a community leader, someone who wants good for his community and to help others. A brother. How dare you, a nephew? When is this going to stop? When? From 1958 and we, we in 2023 and we still doing this type of shit? 
It is not okay. It is not okay for innocent lives to be taken by anyone, much less the law enforcement. What are you politicians is going to do now? Because now it's in your, the ball is in your court to take action, President Biden and all the other members, Vice President Kamala Harris. Wake up. Mental health is serious. People is walking around looking for their next victim to steal, kill, and to destroy. Your next victims. Demons in human form. To kill, steal, and to destroy. This has to stop. Mental health is a serious thing. Not because someone look fine, meaning they're fine. Some people well chaotic up in that mental state. Destructive. And they don't ever like themselves much less. Looking out for their fellow human being. The fellow citizen. Not because you are a police officer, you're above everything that, that is of truth. What oath did you take? To kill, steal, and to destroy? This is ludicrous. And I cannot sit quiet. This is happening one too much time. Two, too much time. Three times, four times, five times, six times. Come on. Come on. Come on. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. And you, y'all know of all these, these societies that is out there. That is connected by these big organizations that is supposed to be protecting the community and the people. And they're here to bully, kill, steal, and to destroy. This is disgusting. It's embarrassing. Are you serious? I wish this on no one's, on nobody. I don't wish it on color, on any color whatsoever. This is not a color race. This is a human race that's being attacked, targeted. And bullied, murdered, killing, and stealing, and destroying. Hey, guys.
This is your girl, Robin Lewis, for Woman of Power Hour. I am here today, and I just wanted to tap in on. I am at this restaurant called Applebee's on Fordham Road, 3rd Avenue. I don't know about you, but I just came here today to have lunch, and I was being served cold food, not even hot, and it was just came out served. And I feel that, you know, that people are not servicing their customers in the most appropriate way that they should be served. And I'm not going to be paying for a meal and I'm going to eat it cold. It doesn't make any sense. So, I just wanted to come in, stop by, and share a little bit. Today is Thursday, February 